when um it's when they open the arc and they're melting and he goes <laughs> It's a good quote. It is. Welcome everyone to the Nerd Archive. I'm Daniel. I'm Rich. Thanks for being here. Like and subscribe the show so we keep keep doing it, you know. We just every every week we see a new person. And that's like all it. that's all that matters to us is that you're here with us and you're new and as long as you don't leave us, don't leave yeah. us, please. We need you here. We know the shows go long, but the w- end is worth it. Yeah, uh, we hope. Uh, we yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, no, right. no. boy, do we have an episode this week? Oh, so many God. movie trailers to analyze, so many to go things. over, and then all the things that we've done this week. You know, oh, yes. but um, make sure you listen to the show as a podcast as well. If you're working and you can't, you can't be YouTubing, go yeah. and listen to it at work on Stitcher, absolutely on Spotify, on Google Play, on yeah. iTunes, whatever you want to listen to, we're there. Make yes. sure and subscribe there as well. Follow, like us, favorite us. Whatever it is, the term is how it goes. Yes. Rich, what have you done this week? Oh, so many things. Dude, me too. So, um, Well, last two weeks since we're going every other week. Yeah. My wife and I have been catching up on Supernatural okay. a little bit. Nice. Not nearly at the pace I would hope, especially since it's getting into like the lore stuff. I really like what they're doing with like archangels imitating demigods. Yeah. And that's they're trying to marry all mythologies together. I like that. I yes. think it's fun. And my wife is not near as well versed in theological matters as I am, and mm-hmm. I'm not that well versed at all. Yeah. But every time they bring in a new angel, and I'm like, <gasps> Uriel, holy shit! She's like, yeah. Who's Uriel? And I'm like, He's like God's wrecking ball, dude. He's awesome. Yes. Yes. <laughs> She's like, How do you know all this? I was like, I I read Bibles and stuff. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So I'm I'm digging all that. I'm really wanting to see what the end result is, but she's wanting to watch all this other stuff in between, Mm. so I can't watch it near at the pace I want to. And it's tough. And I mean, honestly, there's, I mean, not that Supernatural isn't good, but there are better shows. Right. They're just, at the end of the day, there are better shows. What season are you on? We're still in season five. Okay. I mean, like in the last two weeks, we've watched maybe four episodes of season five Mm. of Supernatural. So, okay. And it's getting, it's gearing up, you know, it's in the last half Mm. of the, of the season. So it's gearing up and I know that it's going to get awesome and I'm just kind of like, and it's just not happening, but that's fine because I cycled the entire run of the chilling adventures of sabrina in the meantime oh good good so i'm through sabrina dude i finished sabrina this last week too so good it's so top oh man it's so good so very good i did not see that end coming i should have i really should have i felt like an idiot the identity of miss no not the identity the the End result for Sabrina. Oh, that she makes the decision. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not going to get into spoilers here, but, you know, it did take the anti-hero turn at the end of the series, which I really like because, you know, it, it, it is a story of someone who's toying with something that's much bigger than them. Yeah. That's, you know, they go throughout this show where, you know, Sabrina, the point of Sabrina is that she denies, um, you know, Satan and she won't, you know, um, she won't sign the book. Yep. That signs her life away where, you know, and that's one of the kickers of the whole trailer is when, when she says, my name is Sabrina Spellman and you yeah. will not have it. And I will not. Away. And I, I will not sign it away. I will not sign it away. Yeah. And that was so cool. But then, you know, um, when she starts biting off more than she can chew. Yeah. And it actually catches up with her is where I was like, OK, these guys are going to get real. Yeah. With this show. Yeah. Very, very real. And yeah. that's that's cool to see repercussions for characters. Yes. It's very dark. 
um, much darker than the Sabrina the Teenage Witch that we were all used to, and way <laughs> darker than Archie Comics ever portrayed her. Yeah, right, but that's the point. But that's kind of the point, yeah. So they're taking all of these childhood elements and making them much, much darker, you yeah. know, with Riverdale and everything. And it's unfortunately too soon to, like, really go into it, but I know just, like, by the end of this season, this first season, I was very happy with all the decisions that they made to propel the characters in the directions that they were going. Yes. So it was all very, very top-notch. Yes. I'm excited to see where it goes. I enjoyed the show immensely, so I recommend it. Did you know that here in two weeks they're going to release Sabrina, a Midwinter's Tale episode? No, I did not. There's an additional Christmas episode coming. That's awesome. Of Sabrina, yeah. Nice. Right? I want more, too. Nice. Oh, so yeah. I'm like, okay, I don't yeah. care if it's Christmas-themed. I'll I wonder, watch it. I wonder if that's how American TV is going to go now, more like the route of British TV. Yeah. Because British shows always do, like, a Christmas special. Yes. So any of the British shows, like Doctor Who or anything like that, mm-hmm. they'll they'll have a regular season and everything that runs whenever it runs. Yeah. And then they'll have the Christmas special. There's a lot of emphasis on Christmas in the UK. You know what I saw a little bit of on hmm. YouTube was the Star Wars Christmas special. <laughs> and for the love of God, I thought that I was having an out-of-body experience. Happy Life Day, Daniel. Um, Where, I mean, I don't. Here's the deal. <laughs> we should, we need to watch it and do a review. No, I won't watch it again. A oh my god! Special. Dude, no. Chewy, the, we need to do the it. like grandfather Wookie is like watching porn yeah. while everybody's doing stuff. Yeah, it's it's I so know. weird. And then it's they just put on not like right, the, the red the red carpets and then walk through space. It's like, did they do like acid before like I think Christmas? So. Because they were all standing in the same place doing nothing, and then they put on these like red uh, 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 moos and then they're walking through space into a white light to celebrate life day I can't I just can't see I think if George Lucas had taken criticisms from colleagues seriously at that point mm-hmm. we might have been spared the horrors of the prequels <laughs> right the prequels might have actually <laughs> been decent to really good bro these uh, these ideas are not good george you need to, no 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 no, no. Yeah. trust me and we're we're gonna do the prequels eventually yeah. and they'll be fine too they'll be yeah. fine they'll be just fine great yeah. climate yeah <laughs> instead when he get when he's making the prequels he's like i want to do this and everybody's like that doesn't sound like a good idea and he's like excuse me did you make star wars no i did i think i know what's best and everybody just kind of went yes sir anyways yeah it's like i don't yeah. want to delve into that yeah so, same yeah sabrina <laughs> I couldn't even do a lot of it. But no, um, yeah, no. That was, yeah. I've also been catching up on Superstore. <laughs> Good. I'm like midway through season you. three. Yeah. I told you. Yeah. I have been Wait, marathon- you're midway through season three? I've been marathoning the Damn. shit out of okay. the show. Yep. If I'm, if I'm just like doing something, whatever, I don't have the TV on in the background. I have Hulu on my phone on. Mm-hmm. And I have it carrying around with me and it sits in the laundry basket yeah. if I'm doing laundry or it yeah. sits on the shelf whenever I'm doing whatever I'm doing. Right. And so I, I'm kind of in love with Lauren Ash, the actress that plays Dina. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I think I might be in love with her. Just because of how awesome her She's character so is? She's so awesome. She is. Yeah. No, she, she is really funny. Well, Christy used to watch this show with uh, Rebel Wilson on it. It was called, uh, like, Super Awesome Night or something. Okay. It, I can't remember what the show was called, but she was one... It, the show was about three awkward friends 
that every, once a week they would have this super fun night and they would get together and do something outrageous and crazy and it always ended up odd because there were just three oddballs. And she was, she played one of those oddballs and they made jokes about her looking like Jodie Foster. <laughs> and she was like, you know, I think I kind of do. Yeah. <laughs> And then she started making, and then she was like, I might be a lesbian, guys. And they were like, like Jodie Foster. And that's when the show kind of went away. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. It's funny when they, you know, and, you know, the first season can be kind of like a struggle. I didn't mind the first season so bad. It was pretty good at getting yeah. the, the the ball rolling there. But then, you know, it's when these shows hit their stride and then they have their inner jokes and then these things that they can come back to, they're yeah. like top notch. Yeah. That make things really, really funny. Well, and a lot of a lot of shows that have a large cast, there's always like one character that I'm just like, Ugh, I can't stand this person. Yeah. I just every time they show up on screen, I'm like, well, this episode's gonna suck, you know. And and that's a common thing. I mean, mm-hmm. for Family Ties, it was Tina Yothers, you know. Okay. They were like, oh, it's what gonna was be it her for the episode. Office? For the Office, it was Angela for me. Angela, okay. Angela really bothered me. Fair enough. Not the actress, but just the character and the. I mean, she was hilarious in anything she was. You know, yeah, definitely. When she's when she's like, "Save my cat." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Her cat stuff was great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was all top notch. Yeah, but um, Superstore. But Superstore, there isn't one. I love every single mm-hmm. one of those characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're they're all bringing their fun bit to the table that just cracks me up, especially the. Every time Jonah gets all especially hipstery, mm-hmm. everybody's just like, shut up, my God. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, thank you. Yeah, every time. Yes. Every time. So I've been enjoying that. It's good. And I like when Dina talks about her birds. Yes. <laughs> Dina and her birds relationships are pretty funny. It's just kind of every, yeah, everything about it. And then the fact that like every season finale. And I don't mind her Halloween costume. <laughs> yeah, right. All. And then the part where like the 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 costumes always like end with uh not the costumes the season finales always end with people getting caught making out or doing it yeah or doing things like it it and well well you haven't been to end of season three yet have you haven't ended season three yet no you're real close things get out of hand and then it's so funny because they capitalize on the worst things that can happen. Yeah. In the ways that, like, you know, you see things, yeah, coming, but you don't see them coming. Right. And, you know, they'll be like, you're like, okay, this is obviously going to happen with these characters here, and this is going to happen with these characters here. But it's the way that they do it that changes up the ball game yeah. a little bit that makes it a far more original show than a lot of people suspect they're getting into. Yeah. 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 It was, it's, it's an excellent show. Mm-hmm. It's like, the perfect comedy for the current climate, I would yeah, say. Yeah. So I I really dig it. My wife calls it that Scott Bayo show. She thinks it's a sequel to Joni Loves Chachi, because Jonah looks a lot like Scott Bayo. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. I mean, America Ferrera doesn't necessarily look a lot like Joni, but no. But my wife always is like, he kind of looks like Scott Bayo, and I'm like, kind of does. And you know, that's where you lost me. Because I have no idea what you're talking about. Joni Loves Chachi, is that what that was called? Was it a sitcom? What is Scott Bayo was... Okay. This is a jump. 
All right. Back in the day, there was a show called Happy Days. Mm-hmm. And then that the asteroid struck. That, that was big. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, I know that There's one. There's plenty of gray up here, one. buddy. <laughs> <I was like laughs> Shit. I'm just kidding. Anyway, uh, so, yeah. Uh, my friend Ron Howard was in this show. Happy yes, Days. Yes, he was. Continue. Yes. So, Brian has pulled up an image here. If you look mm-hmm. at this image here. There's your buddy is not in this shot here, oh, that's but okay. we got the Fonz. We got uh, who has always been Mary and Howard Cunningham. Twenty. Now, Richie, that's that's your buddy Ron Howard. Mm-hmm. His younger sister on the show was Joni. Okay, and she is sitting to the. Oh, uh, there he is! There he is! There he is! He's there. There's your He's buddy in the middle. Yep. Okay, cool. Okay, now if you look in front, there's Joni again. Mm-hmm. Right next to her is her boyfriend Chachi. That's Scott Bale. Oh, so it was a spinoff. And yeah, Happy Days of had Happy Days. Happy Days had like six or seven okay. spinoffs. Did really? Oh yeah. Oh geez. Mork and Mindy was a spinoff. Oh of yeah, Happy Days. I thought that that was the only one that I knew of. There was that. There was um. There was Joni loves Chachi. Um, there was Ralph's or Al's. Okay. Because Al's was the diner that they always had. And I'm sure Fon- Fonzie had his own show, right? Um, I think Fonzie Fonz. carried on with Al's for a little bit. Oh, okay. All right. Um, uh, oh, Brian's about to pull up all the spinoffs. And he's in a bunch of stuff, too. Uh, the yeah. guy who plays... What is his name? The guy who played Fonz? That is Harry Winkler. Harry Winkler. Yeah. Henry Winkler. Henry, Henry Winkler is in a bunch of stuff. He is... Oh, gosh, it was a cartoon. Yeah. He was wow. like the, the nicest guy yeah. ever. If he like Henry Winkler, if he sees a, a show or a movie or something and he likes it, he will email the people involved in it mm-hmm. and tell them how much he enjoyed it. Oh, nice! And then yeah. naturally, they let him in. He yeah. he was in um he was in he's the lawyer mm-hmm. in Arrested Development. Did you ever watch no, season five? By um, the way, not yet. Me either. No, not Henry. No. Henry Winkler was not the lawyer in Arrested Development. Scott Bayo was. What? He's Bob Loblaw. No, he's not. De- Scott Bayo uh, is Bob Loblaw. No. Uh, yes. Uh, Brian, in will you type in Bob Loblaw, please? Then who does he play? B-O-B. Henry Winkler is definitely. L-O-B-L-A-W. Yep. Yep. There. Bob Loblaw. Loblog. Loblog. Played by Scott Bayo. Who? No. Replacing Barry Zuckercorn. Go to yeah. Barry Zuckercorn. Now, Barry Zuckercorn, Barry Zuckercorn is Henry Winkler. Yes. There's. He was definitely. Yeah. The lawyer there. But also. Um, and you haven't watched Parks and Rec yet, right? Not yet. Okay. Henry Winkler is definitely in oh, yeah. Parks and Rec 2 as like the most perfect character they could have yeah. put him in as. Um, there's a character named John Ralphio who is just kind of out there, but he's really funny, okay. especially when his sister gets on the show. And then uh, and then their dad is, and he can barely handle his kids, but <laughs> it's funny now, for that reason. Now, seeing these two together really cracks me up. Because they were... Well, because the Fonz on Happy Days was getting a little less cool, and that's why they brought in Chachi. Are you serious? 
wow. Yeah. And then suddenly they bring yeah. in a new, wow. And then behind the scenes, yeah. uh, Ron Howard is just losing his shit. Like, this is going to be funny yeah. <laughs> when we write yeah. this in like this. Yeah, it's, it. yeah, well, I mean, Happy Days was a cultural staple for years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, with all the spinoffs and everything, it's just, yeah, yeah, it was, it writes itself, really. Yeah. So. Any of those callback jokes that they can muster, they do, and it always it, for those in the know is just kind of like mm, awesome. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't in the know, so um, I don't know if you're f- have you heard the phrase "jump the shark"? No, or if you're familiar with that phrase. Okay, that's another Happy Days reference, but it is used now for shows that where that one episode is the pinnacle, and after that. The show turns to complete shit. Oh, okay, yep. So there, in a, there was an episode of Happy Days where the Fonz, on his motorcycle, decided to jump a shark. He was doing all these stunt stuff. You know, it was always kind of a mystery what the Fonz did to earn his money. Yeah. So he was doing like stunt work and everything. I can't actually. It might have been on skis. I can't remember. But he was supposed to jump a shark, like go up over a ramp, jump over a shark, and everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, after that episode, Happy Days just completely was dumb. <laughs> Nobody really enjoyed it after that. So now when a show gets to that point of, all right, things are no longer good. This is just dumb and horrible. This is a Jump the Shark show. It, the show is Jump the Shark. Oh, no. Oh, so, no. So if you've ever seen somebody say, this show has jumped the shark, you know that after this episode, it's mm-hmm. not worth watching. Okay. So, like, for me, if I was using Jump the Shark in a, like, I would say after season six, Supernatural has jumped the shark. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, you were, like, every time you tell me about season six of Supernatural, I'm after like, okay. season so six. After season six, it jumps the shark. Yes. So, okay. The back half of that show, it could have ended there. It could have ended, and it could have been happy. Okay. It could have been a happy, full-on ending. But then I nice. guess we wouldn't get episodes where... Um, Loki comes back and puts them in a sitcom. Right. Which is coming. That's already happened. Did it? In season five? Because he was posing as a that was the That was the lead up to the reveal that he is... Spoilers for Supernatural, if you're like me and catching also, up. Also, it's on season 14. If you haven't watched season five at this point... This is totally fair spoiler territory. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah. So, oh if you're if you're <laughs> behind on Supernatural, just you know, tune out for a second. Yeah. So that was the episode where they reveal that the prankster is actually Gabriel. Right. Yeah. 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 Is when he was bouncing them around sitcom land. Yes, which was yeah. funny. It was pretty funny. Um. An, uh. I was very excited to see Gabriel in that sense. And the the way that guy is portraying Gabriel mm-hmm. and his relationship with Michael and yeah. Lucifer and yeah. Uriel and everyone, yeah, he's pretty stellar. He is, yeah, because initially it's just kind of like, oh, you're just having fun, and then it turns out he's got some like family, yeah, he's like <laughs> problems. He's like, he's I'm trying problems. to, I'm trying to stay out of it because I can't bear to be in it. Which makes sense. Yeah. And we can all understand that, mm-hmm. you know, when there's like family strife and it's like, I love them both. Yeah. I can't pick one over the other. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's it's, it's pretty stellar. It's, I'm digging it. It's the one-off episodes that make the shows good yeah. and better like that because yeah. there's another one where 
Um, and I might have mentioned this before. The the boys are like jumping through a window and they mess with somebody and I don't think it I don't remember if it's Gabriel or not who who does this to them but they jump through a window and then um, Sam's like jumping out of a window trying to escape something and then he lands on a mat and then he sits up and there's a camera crew and they're like good oh, and here this we go is the, set change uh, so this, this is, is where he's He's actually Jared and yes, and they cross Jared over. Jensen yes. versus Sam and Dean. Yes, and they cross over into real life, and then Dean That's is like playing Jensen, playing Dean. Yeah, and he's getting too serious. He's trying to be like an action hero. Yeah, and he'll be. He'll just be like, I thought Gabriel was <laughs> <laughs> and, awesome. Um, but even the better part is that uh, Sam, uh, 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 not Jensen Ackles, but uh, Jared, Jared. Paladecki, Yeah, he married uh, one of the actresses who played Meg in real life. They have a kid together. I thought he, I thought he married the chick that played Ruby. Oh no, you're right. Yeah, it's Ruby. Yeah, okay, sorry. It was yeah. I either way, not there's Katie Cassidy, I mean, the other how, Ruby. How many people have come and gone playing all these different demon right, people right, right. and stuff like that? But um, and it doesn't stop. And but I'm when, fine with them continuing in the in angel this, and demons path. By in the this way. episode, right? Yeah, and then they're like, you know, he gets driven home, and then he opens the door, and then his wife is like. <laughs> He's like Ruby. Yeah. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> Watch out! I, I'm pretty happy. She's like I, trying I'm to kiss him. And he's this. like, "Whoa!" <laughs> I'm excited for this. Yeah, it'll be a good episode. Nice. And then you can skip forward to Scooby Natural, and then you can finish watching the show forever. Now, <laughs> you'll oh, watch no, them I'm anyway. in. You'll I'm watch in. Anyway. I'm in for a while. Yeah, you it, gotta I'm go. gonna keep watching them. Well, it's yeah. on the the twelfth I mean, season of yeah, Brotherly. I'm gonna Angel run out of Superstore here eventually. That also true. Yeah, because yeah. I, I think they're midway through season four right now. Right? Yeah. Okay. What else have you been watching, playing? Um, well, I've been playing uh, more Spider-Man. Makes I'm sense. At, I'm at seventy nine percent. Okay. I'm not. I'm not in any hurry to finish the uh, story, yeah. the campaign. So I'm not really advancing as far as percentage. Well, once you get to Act Three, there's not much more to be developed from it without going into like an extreme amount of depth. Yeah. Talking about. I'm the just. Story. I'm just like redoing Taskmaster stuff, and mm-hmm. you know, I want to see all the cool suits. Mm-hmm. Before I get into the dude with the Sinister Six. Yeah. I mean, the last thing I did was I took down Electro and Vulture. Vulture? Okay. Yeah. And I was like, well, we're down to Sinister Four. I'm okay. I can bounce around the city and get base tokens, crime tokens, and cool. all the fun tokens. Cool. That'll be fun. Okay. Good times. I'm still trying to find these fucking pigeons. The pigeons piss me off. Yeah. But, um, but yesterday yes. was Black Friday. Black Friday, it was here. So many deals and sales and whatnot it's for true. Black Friday. It's true. I only made two. I only went to like two places to make two different purchases. I went to Walmart because Walmart always has the uh, their physical media sale. Well, they'll, they'll have like first run movie stuff for like two bucks or whatever. So I picked up like eight movies. Nine movies for about 30 bucks. That's for you. That's a gift. People might have really heard that. <laughs> they Jeez, might have. Brian's that was, doing it over there. Everyone's, that one was amazing. Everyone's pitching it. This is a gassy day here. Yes. And, uh, this is so, Revenge Athena for the yeah. Rich's Ghostly <laughs> Experience podcast because yes. that was a stinky episode. Oh, God, yeah. Continue. Anyway. I got um, movies too, yeah. Nice. I picked up uh, Spider-Man Home- Homecoming finally. Dude, I did too. Yes. I got that because it nice. was cheap. It was super yes. cheap. I picked up Deadpool 2. 
Um, I picked up the entire Hunger Games run. Okay. So all of the Hungry Games are now mine. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I, I told my wife I wasn't going to get them until I could get them all in like one pack because it, because of that, pretty much. Exactly, yeah. Because yeah. you want a box set if you know they're coming. Right. So I was like, you know, I'll wait and see if they have a cool box set. They did not have a cool box set. They just had them all packaged together. I was like, eh, fine. I'll take yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what cool box set are they going to do? A little arena? No. So <laughs> I picked that up. I, I picked know. up um, a can of ashes that says... Uh, per, uh, spoiler. <laughs> oh, yeah. I picked up Ready Player One. Okay, good. And I picked up. Uh, oh, Jumanji! Welcome to the Jungle. Did you see that before? I have not seen it. Have before. you watched it yet? Did you not watch yet. it at least when you got home? It's a lot better than it looks. I I had a feeling that was the case. Um, the main reason I picked it up is that it was three dollars. And so to rent it would have been $5 and like on demand or whatever, because I don't red box for whatever reason. I don't, I guess I hate saving money. So I was like, you know what? It's cheaper to buy it here than just rent it once. And if I love it, then I'm going to end up buying it anyway. So might as well. Yeah. I mean, worst case scenario, if I hate it, then, you know. Hey, Brian, stocking stuffer. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Ooh, gift. No. Sorry, Brian. You were just an eye shop. <laughs> so I picked that up. I am the, there was a Lego classic set, 900 pieces mm-hmm. for $20. Yes. I wanted to pick up like six of them, <laughs> and mainly because there was six of them sitting there. Yeah. And you got to figure Lego is typically about Runs anywhere from six to ten cents a brick, mm-hmm. and nine hundred bricks for twenty bucks. That drops it to you know. Yeah, well, it's not an organized set. You're not looking at you right. know. Uh, you can a build multiple things with or, it, right? Yeah. And most of the licensed sets are a little bit more expensive, mm-hmm. but that's you, kind of the base run. Speaking of base, yes, <laughs> you made us new bases. Yeah. Colored as our Hogwarts houses, yes, which is really cool. Yes. Next run, maybe I'll do our Rangers for Power Rangers. Maybe I'll do because we have our Power Ranger colors that we do. Yes, our assigned colors. Yeah, I saw a meme online the other day of all the Power Rangers, and there was the blue Power Ranger, and it said blue power, and there was the red Power Ranger, and it said red power, and there was a pink Power Ranger, and it said pink power, and then there was the white Ranger, and it said, "Well, hi." <laughs> <laughs> Thought that was pretty funny. No, that is funny. That's really really. So, so yeah, I picked up that classic. I only picked up one of the classic set, but I with the one that I got before, I was able to build these nice, fun bases for That's our microphones. More snazzy, yeah, real snazzy, like the most snazz. So, uh, I went there yesterday, and then I came back home and like did stuff around the house. But then I went back out later because the wife wanted uh, yogurt from Pinkberry. Okay, and there's only like one Pinkberry in Colorado, and it's right next to a Barnes and Noble. So I went into Barnes and Noble. The Kingdom Hearts 3 Pops mm-hmm. have started coming out. Oh, the Pops? Yeah. Oh. And Can um, we do What the Funko without Cody here? This is Well, feels, I'm about to it because feels fuck him, it's my show. Okay. I love you, Cody, but come from the fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> my name is Daniel. I'm on the show. We're gonna do I Can't Let Go. Rich is gonna pull out a random pop. And put it right in front of me so I can rhyme about it. 
Here it comes. Number Monsters one. Monsters Inc. Monsters Inc. It's Land. Goofy for fun. He has Goofy. some uh, 3D eyes on his face, and now it looks and like Donald. Donald's is the case. Um, because he only has one eye, like the other secondary character, whose name is Mike. Word. Thank you. It's it's <sighs> cool when I do rhyme sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes. I remember how sometimes. to rhyme words when I do the. Sometimes. Um, oh, I forgot to so. do an explosion at the end. There you go. So I, s- while the wife was browsing online, she saw. She was looking at the pops, and I saw the Kingdom Hearts ones pop yeah. up for Monsters Inc. Land. Yep, and you snagged and I was them. Like, I was like, oh my, oh, excuse me. I was like, oh my God, I got to find those. I must have them. Yeah. Did not find Sora, but I did find Goofy and Donald. You'll find Sora. Got eventually. really, really excited, and I was like, oh my God, I have to have those. And she was like, okay, so go to make sure you're watching this, because I'm opening this bad boy. I'm actually going to make a photo of you doing this right now. Collector schmector. Yeah. I want to display yeah. this bad boy. Take him out. Take him out. I'm ripping him out. And him I'm going to throw him on the table. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's so cute. He is cute. Look he's at him. awesome. He's got little wings. Ah! He does have little wings. I'm so excited for this game. But it's part of the news, which we should yes. um, eventually get to. We um, will eventually get there. I just wanted to I know. Well, we, my fun business. We have so much more. To like to share when we only do these shows so like I once every two. Donald out now, you know? pulling Goofy out. But it actually like it's so funny because we decided to do these like once a week, and it actually worked out in the favor because generally the episodes were like three, um, like uh, an hour and a half a pop. But yeah. now they're like two hours a pop, so people actually get like almost more episode, almost, 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 almost. I'm about to send pictures right. to to uh, oh, Cody Brian and Alinda. is pulling up the Markert, Markwardet. The Monsters Inkland. Oh, I cannot wait to play this game. Me I wish higher. I could have found Sora. Now, Sora's pop from this, but here's the deal. I'll find it eventually. Here's the deal. Uh, it's in the news, but I'll say it right now. They have officially finished development on Kingdom Hearts Three. All right. It's a if they finish development, there's no reason to delay it. Just plain and simple. Nice. Which is crazy. Absolutely crazy to me. I don't know what to think of this because I just, I'm so ready. I'm super stoked. I'm so ready for this game, but I don't know what to think. I'm skeptical. I will I will know by the end of the game and I'll be able to say, but I'm just so worried with the way they botched the absolute crap out of Final Fantasy versus 13, otherwise known as Final Fantasy 15, yeah. especially with canceling all the DLC that came with that, yeah. um, that it was, you know, something that they, I think, I hope they realize internally what they did wrong there, but, you know, I, I have a lot of hope for Kingdom Hearts 3 because I feel like if they wanted to survive as a business and continue to make games, that they will not screw up Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> Nah, because if they if they if they Hearts pull 3. a Final Fantasy 15 with, let's, with Kingdom let's Hearts face 3, it, Disney's not going to let them. That too. Okay. That too. All I can say is that this will be the end of Kingdom Hearts 3 if they do not do it right. Uh, Brian it has looks something. good and it seems good and I'm ready. Yo. Mike is yeah. here, right? Yeah. Okay. Mike is here. Okay. My hypothesis while they are delaying is so Disney can go through it, pick apart it. Or pick it apart to shreds yeah. and say, hey, 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 
fix, hey, 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 fix, then we're good. Maybe potentially, but they also wouldn't have said that if they what you know. I'm sure Disney has been with them hand in hand. Oh, because sure. Di- Disney but, yeah. Interactive is one of the like publisher developer. I don't know if Disney Interactive is an actual developer or if it's like if the uh, Disney's in house publishing firm for you know um, media, but. I think they're the publisher and media. distributor. I'm not sure that they're because hypothetically the developer is Square Enix, right? Too. So yeah, I'm going to talk about what I did this week. All right, and then we can really cool. hit the news. Yeah, because that wraps up what I did this week. Other than seeing Terms of Grindelwald twice more, right? Well, I saw Kingdom Hearts at the bottom of your yes, that's what these were list too. So I kind of knew, and I was like, there. So that's cool. Do you got one more thing, Brian? Oh, we aren't going to talk, oh, about, we're not gonna talk about that not until yet. near the no. end. Yeah, we want to leave that for damn near the very end because it's all... That's very spoilery if anyone yeah. hasn't seen Crimes of the Wild. So. An awesome theory, which we continue to develop on and stuff like that. So we already talked about watching Sabrina, which is cool. Um, yesterday morning, I saw Ralph Breaks the Internet. Nice. I'm very excited to see it. How is it? Um, Here's the deal. When you look at it and you kind of... Considering within the last six months, I have seen Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. Ralph Breaks the Internet is a very toned down version of Ready Player One. If you haven't seen Ready Player One, definitely see Ralph Breaks the Internet and then go see Ready Player One because it'll kind of like fill in notches. For me, after seeing Ready Player One fill in so many, you know, uh, blanks in terms of like the ways they can like tease me and like oh here's a master chief in the the middle of this big battle and oh this person's working on iron giant and this person's gonna throw chucky in the car with you and he's gonna slaughter everyone Mm -hmm. uh i'm gonna come at you this guy's his girl and then an alien's gonna pop out of my chest this this movie is very tame in what you would expect to see and i wish there was about 200% 200% more princess <laughs> than what that okay. was. So I'm not going to say much more than that. That being said, it is still, a, I mean, it's is it a good movie? Definitely, yes. I can also honestly say, now keep in mind I'm exhausted from mm. the amount of work I've been doing. Yeah. Um, I don't, I was falling asleep at the end of this movie. Okay. I really was. But it's also it spends more time inside of the world it creates than the worlds it's created as well. So you don't want to go like nuts. I don't want to like try and shit all over this or anything. Totally. Um but <laughs> 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 Well, I mean, let's be honest, you're just like looking at all the Disney princess stuff and you're like, damn, I hope they capitalize on this. And don't get me wrong, they do. Yeah. But that's why I wanted about two hundred percent more of them. Okay. I was I was more about what are they going to do with the internet? And I was kind of curious if they were going to hit any of the, uh, click here if you're over 18. (laughs) (laughs) Because let's face it, that's about 70% of the internet. They do. Very hard. Very, very hard. They, they, they have little programs that they hire to run out. It's like actual street advertisers. Okay. You want to make money playing video games? (laughs) Click here. Click here. Okay. Clicker. Which okay. is, you know, so and there was it is a bunch of clickbait you know, stuff. But. Yeah, there's a other thing. You want to meet sassy moms? <laughs> like, and they do it in a Disney fashion. Okay, so good. It's there. And I don't, you know, I can't say much more past that, but it definitely, it, it does also have its own, um, 
mentality, even in just the speech and the way the characters interact with each other, is the way that the internet works, which is really cool. They do it metaphorically as well. Okay. As so, they make good statements in the movie. It's still entertaining. It's still plenty funny. It was by the end of the movie, I was ready to literally go to sleep, and I was just kind of like, I can't, you know, sleep through the first, you know, yeah. time I watched this movie because I would never do that. And I'm like, you know, I want to see it top to bottom. But by the end, I was just kind of like, okay, this is like not only becoming a lot like Wreck-It Ralph, which we watched yeah. um, the day before, well, Thursday night. We okay. watched Wreck-It Ralph to get ready for Ralph Breaks the Internet. And um, it, it, it for that reason, just felt like it didn't have enough of what made Wreck-It Ralph good for it to be a, like a fully fledged. It was just as mediocre as Wreck-It Ralph was, long story short. And where you would think that we don't want them to forget that this is a video game movie, right? Right. They do. Well, and by, the end of, by the end of Wreck-It Ralph, the story wasn't necessarily about a video game. It was the video games were the vehicle yeah, for the story. Like the setting. Yeah, and yeah. Wreck-It Ralph was more about a guy who doesn't want to be a bad guy, but he's left with no choice because that's what he is. Yes. And ultimately, he comes to learn that being having a bad guy serves a purpose. Yes. And having that purpose is not doesn't necessarily make him a villain. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. just that's his purpose and that's what he's good at. That's what he should yeah. stick to. For that reason, the first one was better. Okay. So did they did they expand on any of that? Uh, what I assumed the movie would be about is Ralph and Vanellope furthering their friendship, but both of them coming defined in their roles in that. Ralph is the guy that breaks stuff. Vanellope as his friend, but also the heroine of her game, has to fix whatever Ralph breaks. No, not even close. Okay. So it is a, there's a lot more to the character development. The whole I'm a bad guy thing, totally gone. Okay. It's more of a developing, like, it's, it becomes more about, well, what do I do when Vanellope's my only friend? And okay. I want to hang out with her twenty four seven, and you know, and then they clingy discover, friend, gotcha. Yeah, basically that. Uh, no, that's okay. exactly what it is. And then they have this big old metaphorical virus thing for how he develops that, and that's where it becomes kind of like cliche towards the end. And I'm just kind of like, okay, so we're all mad at Ralph again for no reason. It was just that's what made it kind of a repeat of the first one. But oh, okay. everyone go watch it. Still, it's still got plenty of Easter eggs, plenty of little things snuck in everywhere. Of um, course, because they do copy the internet and. um and all the places inside of it, and when they're walking around eBay and Amazon, and nice. um, uh, and seeing people there and doing their things, and it's um, yeah, and definitely. I'm, I'm wondering if there's a pop up that just keeps following them around. It's like if you pay for the premium version, I'll go away. Right, <laughs> that would also be funny. So we watched that, and then, like I said, we watched Sabrina, and Sabrina's just so top notch, so oh, yeah. top notch. I love yeah. Sabrina. Sabrina's excellent. I can't wait for that second season and i can't wait for the uh christmas, christmas episode yeah nice. especially so something else we started watching was mayans mc the spinoff to sons of anarchy okay have you watched sons of anarchy um i saw the pilot okay i saw the first episode i haven't gone back yet i've come to appreciate Sons of Anarchy through Mayans, especially since I watched the entire series of Sons of Anarchy, mm -hmm. and then I came back to kind of see um, them do it again with what makes these characters good. Now, are is it kind of dorky 
watching these tough biker dudes talk and do business and then you know they meet up with the the cartel and the cartel gets out of his car and so do his guards with guns and i'm like what is this a an action movie like you know and we're just gonna talk and be tough um but they also what makes sons of anarchy so good is that they have extremely three-dimensional characters um, because this is a show about anti-heroes. These are gangsters, you know yeah. what I mean? But they just ride bikes. That is literally the end of the story. But they're also true to heart good people if they find, you know, um, if they find people that are evil, people that are doing terrible things, uh, they... They still have a sense of morality. They really do. They operate... The cool thing about a cast like this is that a lot of them operate on, you know, as opposed to uh, a show like Star Trek or Lost, where every character is operating on this um, boundary of, like, lawful good to, like, maybe a little bit chaotic good. You've got people on the wide spectrum of, like, neutral evil and lawful good and true neutral. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they make these three-dimensional characters where, yeah, you see these people who are just like, they will do terrible things and they'll do messed up things. But then they turn around and, you know, at the end of the last episode I watched, um, there are two brothers that are in the in the crew. And they come home at the end of the day and to check on their dad together. And despite the fact that they've been doing fucked up shit all day and running drugs and doing guns and doing all these things and uh, poking around dead bodies and stuff like that. They come home and they go to sleep and they pass out on the couch and their dad, who they've just been shooting the shit with all night and basically like they aren't as close as they used to be and you can tell, their dad still covers them up with blankets while they're passed the fuck out on couches. Yeah. And then turns off the light and you're watching these brothers like sleep next to each other and it's just a very humbling, like vulnerable point of view to see these people as real human beings. Right. And that's what makes Sons of Anarchy and Mayans so good is seeing all of these different aspects of the guys that are in the club. Yeah. Now, where these things get complicated is when you have a character that um, now in Sons of Anarchy, people generally do well for themselves if they don't do fucked up, terrible things, which never happens. (laughs) (laughs) So it's when they have uh, a foot in the door with the DEA because they took a plea deal and no one knows it. It's where um, they also have the club has a foot in with the rebels trying to fight the Galindo cartel, which the Mayans MC is also in cahoots with, (laughs) that it becomes a hectic issue. Yeah. So um, the story writing is always like complicated and that's what makes everything so fun. And it's like, I, I like to liken it to a departed where you just watch, you know, everything meet at the top in this triangle where eventually things are going to collide. Yeah. And things are going to come to a head. And then seeing how those things unravel, that's what make the, makes these shows really good. Yeah. And, you know, what made Sons of Anarchy so good is that that was a long draw of a very eventual, like, clash and kaboom. Yeah. That, you know, um, and it even had, like, a real life, uh, a real life, sp- uh, not spoil, uh, Easter egg. Where they had a phone number that you could call that referred back to the original show. And it was an Easter egg that they had. It's not on there anymore. We tried to call it, but someone recorded it, and it was really cool. Um, so another viral augmented nice. reality <laughs> Easter egg. I love that shit so much. But no, for that reason, um, I'm kind of like getting back into minds. But there's only one season of it because this spinoff just started. So I won't I won't talk about Mayans MC a bunch, okay. but I can't I mean, I can't suggest Sons of Anarchy enough um, for just some real deal drama. And they consult with um, uh, the guy, Kurt Sutter, who did The Shield as well, I do believe. OK, um, he's the producer 
and he's actually married to uh 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 oh gee she played Peggy in oh uh Katie Seagal Katie Seagal thank you uh who plays Gemma the matriarch of the yeah. whole family and also Lila on uh, Futurama that too yes yeah. and by golly is she just fucking phenomenal in Sons of Anarchy. Oh, yeah. She is like a, a oh, man. But then, you know, there's things that happen throughout the show that you're like, man, I feel bad for her. And then she does something fucked up. And you're like, that fucking bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's yeah. that flip-flop. And especially heading into the last season that you're like, holy, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> is this about, this is going to go down. This yeah. is going to go down. So Well, I, rem- I remember when Sons of Anarchy was airing. And I was watching, I can't remember what other show I was watching at the time, but I was watching something else. And it was like I was keeping up with Sons of Anarchy Maybe Breaking through Bad? the trailers. They were on at the same time? Um, it was something Maybe. on FX. Okay. Because I saw tons of previews on FX. Okay, sure. It might have been Archer, actually. Oh, there you go. Okay. So, um, might have been just the early days of Archer. But I remember seeing the trailers and I was like, Okay, this show looks pretty phenomenal because one year it would just be like, you know, you see Katie Seagal all scarred up and everything. And yeah, she's like, I will protect my family. And then the, the next season you see her like, I might have to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yep. <laughs> Holy shit. Things okay. I got to see where she's going with this. Yes, definitely. definitely. It just seems like it was a. It seemed like the Sopranos with motorcycles. Based on what I was seeing. Could be, could be. So, but it's still good for that reason. Well, and The Sopranos was an amazing show. Don't get me wrong; I love The Sopranos. My cousin I... was on The Sopranos. Oh, really? Yep. Shout out to Tony Patalis. Nice. Shout out to my friend Ron Howard, who was on Happy Days. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually I, related to Tony. I, I got to play <laughs> a lot of. Uh, I got to play a lot of games. Yeah, what'd you play? Um, well, not a lot of games. Reddit. I got to play like sparingly. Reddit. When you only play like three hours worth of video games in two weeks and you used to play probably 10 hours a week minimum, right. that's, you know, that feels like a lot of video games. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I did end up changing around a lot. Um, my wife Sarah's been playing the crap out of Spyro. Nice. Reignited. Initially, because she's off for Thanksgiving break and initially... Um, she was like, "Man, I just like I don't have anything to do." I'm like, "I just got the reignited trilogy to just try." It. She's like, "Okay," and then I come home and she's like, "I think I'm gonna 100 percent it." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> We're like, uh, "You don't really have time to do that, but okay." Nice. Um, I did start playing Undertale, which yes. you know uh, Cody suggested, and I already knew was kind of good. Yeah. And I would describe it as a retro early SNES uh, adaption of a labyrinth game that is also a hyper-adaption of the never-ending story. Okay. I'm not going to tell you why, because you'll have an insane experience like you've never had in any other video game in the first hour of playing it, and we're going to leave it there. Okay. Drop it right there. All right. Going to throw his Undertale dick right there on the table. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Well, I can't. It's just like, I, I mean, I can honestly say that, like, one of the most amazing things that's ever happened to me in a video game is in Undertale in the first hour of playing it. Really? And I want you to be able to experience that, All right. too, which is why I can't say a word about it. All right. And yes. it's digital. I down, just it is, downloaded yeah. It. 15 I, bucks. Oh, fuck. Yeah, okay. basically. Another indie game. Okay. So, How uh, much is Super Meat Boy now? Which is like... How uh, much is Braid 15? now? 15? Uh, shit. Braid's probably dirt cheap. 
gift Xbox cards game. for Xbox and the Nintendo E Club. If uh, you're looking <laughs> for Christmas gifts for Rich here, <laughs> <laughs> easy enough. So I I played. I've been teaching DJ Axel, one composer of our jingles on our shows, how to play Where's Smash Bros. We sat down and, and played some Smash Bros. And there are things called assist trophies where the assist trophies pop up and you the uh, you use assist trophies and they are popular characters that didn't make it as actual characters. So Shovel Knight, another indie game, um, which is leading to something because I didn't really talk about it at the beginning of the episode. I guess I should have. Should I have done that? Talked no, about the ending? we'll no, wrap it up like, with oh, that. I was like, yeah, we can wrap it up with that. Thank you. Um, Shovel Knight. You can throw out Shovel Knight, you can throw it out, then there's uh, Shadow the Hedgehog or Knuckles or Tails or all assist trophies, things like that. And Gage and I were playing, and there's something about playing a game that you're really good at with someone who's just learning it mm-hmm. and just whooping them without even trying yeah. at all, which is what I did with Gage for two hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was trying really hard to get assist trophies, and assist trophies like really help. They kick some ass. And he could not for the life of him get an assist trophy. The whole time, and he was trying so hard, to the point that I think the last match we played, that he he had to give up. No, second to last. How do you get an assist trophy? You pick it up and use it, just like a pokeball. Okay, so it just like drops randomly, and you have to be the first one to grab it. Yes. Okay. So I pick up. Um, at one point he was right next to a a little capsule, which um he punched open trying to hit me, opened up a capsule, but he kicked too hard while there was a um like a map. Uh, 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 happening where basically like water was pushing him off the edge so he hits it and it was right there just waiting for him and he falls off <clears throat> dies I'm like okay and I walk over and I and I'm waiting for him to spawn and then he like he lands and I pick it up <laughs> 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 and then I throw it and then at one point I run across to the other side of the stage and I'm playing as Bowser Jr. for fun actually I'm playing as Wendy um, Koopling Wendy and I charge up a cannon in the little cart that mm-hmm. you use and and I'm just sitting here, and it, this might be one of the easiest things to do- dodge. And I just shoot it. And then he jumps up and collides with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here just not trying. Yeah. And then and then I'm like, oh, this is fun. And so I start running, and I jump off, and I come incredibly close to the top of the screen. Um, just kind of button mashing. And I come back down with an assist trophy because <laughs> it, it dropped right into my hands <laughs> right as I was crossing <laughs> Nice. At this point, he's like, and I'm like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I just like throw the trophy, and then I just set down my controller. <laughs> I'm just like, ha, 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 ha. I can't. I was just dying of laughter. At which point, um, the assist trophy actually spawned um, a bunny guy with a sack. <laughs> he's trying to hit me while I'm on the ground doing nothing, and this bunny grabs him, hauls him off the stage, and KOs him, and I win, not holding my controller. Jeez. <laughs> oh, he was he was donezo yeah, at that yeah. point. That, but he's that's like, that right there like, is like the key <laughs> reason that I don't really pick up Super <laughs> Smash Brothers on my own. Well, I stopped because you know, and he needs to he needs to get good. Yeah, that's all it takes. You can too, but I know he'll be walking through, and I'll be you know I'll be like, we can do teams if you want. And he'll be like, okay, and he'll sit down. And I'm like, you, you can start getting good now, so you don't drag me down in Ultimate. And <laughs> nice. <laughs> Who asked? No, you're an ass. Did you say you're an ass or you asked? You're an ass. I'm an ass. Oh, okay. You ass. 
Um, so EAC. I'm just sitting gauge up for success. I don't know what you're talking about. All right, fair I'm enough. fine. Um, Red Dead Redemption Two. I yeah. did play, probably for 45 minutes. No, maybe an hour and a half. No, maybe I got in two hours. Maybe I got to play for a good solid six hours. I don't remember. Um, it's just weird having spare time at all because the week before last, I had no spare time. This right. last week, I did start playing Red Dead Two. And as much as I love the aesthetic of this game and the story of this game, I do not like how this game works no. and plays. And it's a common issue with everyone is yeah. the controls are a little ruddy, the movement is so slow, and they want you to, to digest this game. Right. They really want you to digest it like it's an old Western. And that's everyone's kind of complaints is like as opposed to where like you can run from here to here to here and you can grab your horse, but if your horse isn't close enough to whistle to it and it's yeah. not coming, you know what I mean? And it's not – it tries to be very intelligent as well. But I find a lot of the things that I try to do don't work as okay. opposed to Legend of Zelda where you can do a lot of things with really next to no penalty if right. anything goes wrong. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so, But at the same time, you can also get smacked by a ram and, and it will – take you out if you're over 24 hearts it'll still take you out <laughs> because you'll just keep tumbling and it doesn't matter how many times you try to glide you will just keep tumbling it's so funny i was watching one of the best uh, memes out there is of a moose uh totally plowing into a guy while he's trying to tame a super rare horse he's been chasing for an hour and a half yeah and he's trying to tame this horse and then a moose just plows into him and he's dead it's yep. like an hour and a half gone of yeah. work. And that's where I kind of draw the line in terms of I'm not saying I'm quitting Red Dead Redemption. I'm just saying people are starting to like let more and more spoilers fly on the okay. Internet and saying things and message groups and boards and just little well, things. And turn off the Internet you know, and just play the game. It was like, yeah, no, OK, I yeah. guess I'll be back on the Internet in a year when I finally get to beat <laughs> it because I don't have time to do it. And that's right. the biggest issue is like they want you to consume this game, which is fine, but not everyone has 48 hours to do it straight through. Right. And that's where the problem lies with right. me, at least. Um, well, actually, it takes 60 hours to beat the campaign. I, I mean, I guess I kind of that kind of. It's the news source you follow, maybe? Mm -hmm. Because I'll tell you this. I, I haven't heard any Red Dead 2 spoilers. Sure, but how all. many things do you follow that, that I don't? You know what I mean? It's just right. little little implied things where, you know, someone might not say something that's, like, entirely spoilery, but they'll be like, oh, this character's a dick, and I'm just sitting here like, I kind of like that character. I thought they were fine. And then right. it's like, oh, cool, so I'm kind of figuring out how this story's going to end up going, and I'm like, great. I guess I don't get to consume it for myself because I'm a fucking working adult, which is a little frustrating. <laughs> just, Fair enough. Just minorly. But, Fair enough. Um, even then, it's, it's you know, maybe if the game were a little easier to digest and not, like, forcefully one of the slowest games to you could play yeah. this year, <laughs> it wouldn't be well, a problem. I mean, it, it doesn't help that it's just absolutely fucking massive as well. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's a huge game. It's That too. People, I mean, there's the, the biggest complaint I've heard so far is that I guess the same button to talk to somebody is yep. the same button you would use to, to shoot your, your weapon. Gun. Yes. So it if your a gun is holstered, for me. you can talk to him. If your gun is not holstered, you can go to talk to him and you'll end up shooting him. Yes. Which is a big problem. Yeah. I actually turned off the game. As soon as I got started, I went and I and I actually, I'm really glad you brought this up because I went to, like, I saved a guy who was getting, um, basically getting, what is the term when people try to force protection money out of you? Oh, um. Something. 
I can't remember. That, that's how I'm the mafia sure made its money. Yeah, basically, for yeah. For the most part, but just a, protection rackets. Yes, basically, yeah. Um, yeah. And people, so. is it racketeering? Yeah. Okay. So they do that, and they're talking that, and um, and then I save this guy from racketeers, and then he's like, thank you, and I try to say you're welcome, and I shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> Game on. It's like, it, and then they start shooting at me, like, what the hell? And I'm like, okay, stop. <laughs> Please. So, and, you know, hopping in and out of games, I'm not going to remember these goddamn controls. I mean, is there an option? You know what I mean? Is there an option in the options menu for safe mode when in, when in town? Or No. But, you know, <laughs> it's stupid. Maybe a patch there, Rockstar. I bumped into or? a guy with my horse. He had anger issues, pulls out his gun, starts firing at me. So I shoot and kill him. Then the law comes after me. And I go to surrender and... End up shooting you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, I well ultimately, because it's, it didn't give me an option to explain myself. Oh, yeah. You're That's not going to have an option. If to you guys... But they have so many ways to, like, diffuse situations. Right. They have ways to antagonize or quick draw when your hands are in there. And right. it gives you the option. And I'm just kind of like, well, oh, man, this is just. And I think the worst part about it is that, like, people will just walk out in front of you, too. Like, it's not a, oh, you can glance by a person. It's like you can knock them over. They will walk right in front of you, and it will be your fault. That The game honestly sets you up for failure often. And, it, okay. like, this game is just a little too easy at setting you up for failure. And I understand they want us to experience a world where if you make a mistake, you have to deal with the repercussions of it. Yeah. But don't. Don't set a fucking pile of shit in front of us as we're walking. Right. In a split second. Yeah. This is the main point of the frustration in the entire game. So right. I'm getting to a point now where I'm just kind of like, I initially I was like, I want to consume this the way it's meant to be consumed as slow as I, as I want to. And I'll go through the story as I want to, but I'll also do the story missions as I want to. And now it's getting to a point where it's like, I just want to, I just want to finish the story so a it doesn't get spoiled for me and b i don't have to put up with all the bullshit that happens when i'm you know i don't need to be an hour and a half into hunting for you know a uh, uh, fine white horse yeah and then be bowled over by a moose which sounds like honestly i highly doubt that there wasn't a sound from that moose that right. indicated hey there might be a pissed off bull that's about to fucking charge you but there's another thing where i was looking for a token initially early in the game from like a first things to do list and okay. there was a token for a legendary white buck that if you hunted it, it would, uh, and you got the token, it, hunting other animals would give you more um, more resources Okay. And you cashed them in. And so I went to this spot, and it said, the area's too busy. And I'm like, okay. And I go around the corner, and there's a couple of guys that stole a safe trying to crack open a safe, and they're like, why don't you just get out of here? And I was just kind of like, like, I have dynamite. Maybe I can defuse the situation. And I mm -hmm. go to defuse... And then they're like, just get out of here. And I'm like, okay. And I start walking away, but I walk so slow that I don't get away fast enough, and they start shooting at me. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So I turn around. I was holding the dynamite anyway, so I threw it, and I blew them up and the safe open. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Took the stuff in it. And then I went back over to the area. The area is too busy for you to do this hunt. Okay. I set up a campsite, sleep overnight after Googling what to do. I go back. The area is too busy for you to do this. I'm like, okay, fuck it. F fuck it. I won't. You won't even let me play the game yeah. at this point. I I understand you guys want this to be so real to, you know, to to life and, like, the lifestyle and the time period. But I'm sorry this, you know, this buck isn't, like, sitting inside of its cave looking out the cave going, things are busy out there. I don't think I'm going to come out. <laughs> like, it's not happening. The, the buck is not looking out of its window sipping its coffee. Like, I think I'm going to wait a couple more minutes. Yeah. But give me the game. Let me play the fucking game. Right. 
I yeah. So for that reason, well, I, mean, I mean that can that can happen when you're hunting. If there's too many hunters out there, you're not going to see that too. Anything. That too. So I mean, which if is fine. If there was like, I don't know. It is this. This isn't an online thing. Right? No, it's not. Online. Oh, okay. There's an online mode coming. Okay. So if there's no other hunters to compete with, like live PCs yeah. out there, why would it be too? Okay, yeah. no, I understand your frustration. Exactly, now. exactly. So, okay, especially for a guy who gets no time to play video games, right. I would much prefer to, with as much time as I put into the game, I would much prefer to be at least a quarter way through it. And I know I'm not. Right. So it's frustrating right. as shit. Let's that's do some. You, let's good. do some news. There's not yeah. a ton of news, um, but boy, huh. is there a lot to say about what little news? Yeah, <laughs> there has well, been. There's there's one. Big piece of news we should probably launch off with because it'll lead me into another piece. I don't know how you want to do it. Pretty much, I. Well, I mean, here's the order of things. I don't know if that's what you wanted to start with there. Well, see, I was, was going to start go there. That. Yeah. Because it leads into that for me. Really? Yeah. Oh, I mean, okay, that works. Go ahead. Okay. Well, since we last recorded, uh, the nerddom has lost a legend. A. A god of one particular universe. Stan Lee passed away at 95 years old. And um, it's sad, It, but the guy had a long, awesome life. A life well lived. So, so well lived. Uh, just, you know, did everything, created so much for us all. Did you see the message... Um, the video of him talking about his fans. I did not. Afterwards. Do it after the show so you don't cry on the show. Okay. Um, but he... It, it brings his, uh, his autobiography into, into sharper focus for me. Mm-hmm. Because I, I read his autobiography. I got it at Comic-Con a couple of years ago. Oh, nice. So I have it. His autobiography is a graphic novel, which is only fitting. Um... It's spectacular. He doesn't pull any punches on himself. He's he's always been very self-aggrandizing, yeah. but also very humble in it. Mm-hmm. So, like, he'll say something like, I know I'm the Lord and God of Marvel. Please don't bow in front of me. You know, yeah, kind of right? stuff like that. And then he'll be like, I'm not all that special. I'm just an old man who wrote comics, you yeah, know? right. So he's he's, he's you can he's self deprecating at the same time as self aggrandizing and he he's not taking it too seriously. No, he's not. He's obviously having fun with it, right? Yeah. What, what else can you do in old age? You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Now I I mean I've had one encounter with Stanley because he came to a Comic Con. Oh one. really? Yeah. The year that he was here for Comic Con was the year that I got his autobiography. Oh, okay. And um I was in the celebrity area and it was just a shit ton of people and I'm trying to get through the crowd and uh, there was all these lines of people and everything and I'm like I'm trying to get through with but you know a big guy's getting through a crowd is a challenge because you're massive and you're trying to be as small as possible mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to not jostle anyone so I'm slowly edging my way through and I'm looking at the crowd where I'm wanting to be and watching the flow and there's this big gap in the crowd mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And I was like, okay, I can jet through that gap. Mm-hmm. So 
the gap starts getting closer to me, and I'm like, okay, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And I go to step through, and I hear, beep, beep, watch out. It was Stan Lee on a rascal. <laughs> that was the gap in the crowd, because all I saw was the heads. I didn't realize that the heads around the gap were all wearing black suits. This was his security detail oh, wow. at Comic-Con. He was coming from a panel to his line, and he was like, watch out. And I was just like, holy shit, that was Stan Lee. <laughs> that's, that's my encounter with Stan Lee. So, Which is more than anyone can ask for. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. I was like, I got a free encounter with Stan Lee, and he almost ran me over with a rascal. It's so true. It's, it's, so true. it's, it's, a, good, it's a good day. It is. It's a good day. Yeah, I had an encounter like that with Adam West as well. Right. It's it's good times. That's, no, yeah, that's the best of times. That, that's really good. It's really unfortunate, but to see it from the outside, you know, and see someone who is just so humble and, and on top of being yeah. like the literal father of Spider-Man. Yep. The godfather of Marvel as a whole. Yeah. Um, It's, I don't know, just looking at all of it, it's, I mean, what a guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad he came around in his later years to acknowledge the help he had creating a lot of the characters. Yeah. Because there was a lot of, there was a lot of issue with characters he created because other people actually created them. Yeah. But when they would sign their paychecks, there was a note on the back of Uh the endorsement side of the check that said, I waive all creator rights to Marvel Inc. So to cash your paycheck, you had to sign away the rights oh, to your properties that you created. Oh, jeez. And one guy found the loophole to get around it, and that's the creator of Howard the Duck. I can't remember his name right now, but anytime he went to cash a paycheck, mm-hmm. he scratched that part out <laughs> and then endorsed the check. So, And Marvel had been doing this for years, so they didn't... Willard Hayek. Yeah. There That's his name. Yep. That's the guy that. Oh no! No, created by writer Steve Gerber. There you go. There you go. Steve Gerber was the guy that did it. Willard Hayek is the guy who directed the movie. He directed the movie. Howard okay. the Duck. Yeah. Oh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, but he was like, but when it came time to rights for Howard the Duck because they were looking to sell it for a movie deal and everything, he was like, "Uh, where's my piece of that?" And they were like, "Well." you signed the rights away to Marvel, and he's like, show me where I did. And that's when they went and looked at the checks and went, oh, fuck. <laughs> he crossed it out every time. Every single time. What and a that's, smart guy. And that opened the door for other guys like Jack Kirby to go back and say, hey, this was actually my creation. And they're like, well, you signed the right away to Marvel. Uh-huh. And he's like, well, Steve Gerber did the same thing, but he's getting his creator rights. So it just opened the door. Just wow. And, uh, you know, as years progressed and in his later years, Stan was like, you know, yeah, I created the X-Men, but I had the help of this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy and stuff like that. And that's where a lot of these things have come about. There's a lot of that kind of thing going on in comics. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like Jerry Siegel. Mm -hmm. No, it was Joe Shuster. Mm -hmm. Joe Shuster could not afford to see the musical Broadway performance of superman he created superman and he could not afford a ticket to see superman on on broadway and it's because those rights belonged to dc 
I can't help but wonder if, you know, um, you know, it's it sucks, but a lot of artists can be very withdrawn, very quiet, very you yep. know antisocial, and it makes me wonder if it was just easy for them to take advantage of them earlier in that time period. Um, yeah. When these things were new and artists weren't as maybe weren't as accepted because they were drawing fantasy people, right? And well, comics and are they were making things, stuff you know. for kids. Exa- and that too. That's the next part is where they're making stuff for yeah. kids. So it turns out that a bunch of adults were into it too and really yeah. liking it and everything. Yes, and the businessmen knew that was coming. The creators, not so much. Right, right, right. Well, so. <clears throat> rest in peace, Stanley. Yes. Now. The reason I start with him is because I got the text R.I.P. Stan Lee right in the middle of watching the trailer for Detective Pikachu. Yeah, right. That is a great way because we got Toy Story 4 and Detective Pikachu trailers both in the same day, which yeah. boy did Detective Pikachu overshadow <laughs> Toy oh. Story 4. We've had plenty of Toy Story 4s, but to get a Detective Pikachu trailer that looks that good, yeah. let alone... <laughs> the, the concept on it is spectacular. I'm so there, too. It didn't even it's have to look that good for me to be oh as in as I am. Moly. Yes, exactly. But I think they knew they would have to bring it hard with that first trailer to get people yeah. on. And just watching it and knowing that it is about, like bringing people like you and me who played red and blue back mm-hmm. just as much as it is to bring the kids who, you know, just started with Ultrasun and Ultramoon. You know what I yeah. mean? That it that it turns into something that's just that much <laughs> there's more an image important. That Brian's so. scrolling through, there's an image of Pikachu in a Deadpool outfit. Which is totally cool. Which totally is worth. so awesome. Such a punk ass. I love it. But oh, spectacular! Anyway, so this trailer is so uh, top to bottom amazing. And now he's pulled up an image of a guy in a Deadpool costume, but it's colored in the Pikachu colors with Pikachu ears and the ears and a little tail on the back. Uh, so I love the way these Pokemon look. Oh, absolutely! I l- absolutely love the way these Pokemon look, and I couldn't think of a better way to get people hooked in yeah. on on it because it's just the right amount of like realistic looking, and also the right amount of cartoon looking that it doesn't feel weird. It doesn't look weird yeah. to be in and like you know looking at these people and you know seeing like yeah, Jigglypuff is a little weird, but he's got tufts of hair. That makes sense. That's he good. has hair in the cartoon. You know what I mean? They want to make does. these look real. Then you've got Charizard, who's Just scaly and scarred. I would love for that Charizard to be Ash's Charizard. Oh god. Too the moody one with issues who doesn't show up till the end of 2000. Yeah. To like I, rescue things and like yeah. it's man yeah. for for him to be a ghoul like cage fighter and he's all pissed off. Oh my gosh. So Yeah. What a way to get us into the universe very organically and not so like because it would be boring to watch a Pokemon trainer. Who's who's producing it? Who is the uh, legendary studio? pictures? Legendary has come a long way. They really especially have. with the texturing mm-hmm. on these mm-hmm. live action Pokemon. That yeah, definitely putting in definitely. Yeah, there. I mean, just the um, like the texturing on Pikachu is completely different from the uh-huh. texturing on the rest of them. Uh huh. Like, you know, he's a mouse. He's an mm-hmm. electrical mouse. He His fur looks like mouse fur. Go to director Rob Letterman. I want to see what else he's done. 
IMDb. Okay, Monsters vs. Aliens, Goosebumps. Okay. These are all legit. Shark Tale and Gulliver's Travel. I love Monsters vs. Aliens. Same. I wonder if they're going to... I wonder if Jack Black will pop up because he works with Jack Black a lot. Yeah. I I hated Shark Tale, but Um, I enjoyed Monsters vs. Aliens. Right. Mr. Mime in that little interrogation scene where he's like, you can shove it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, okay, no, they want it to appeal to the kids. They want it to appeal to us. It's got the right amount of dark. It's got the right amount of light. You can tell. And I think I'm, I mean, I'm so on board. I did, did I not once expect this year to say I'm so on board for this Pokemon movie? Yeah. I don't, I didn't think I would ever in my lifetime say that. And they did it. They, they did it. Yeah, no. <laughs> they've I made can't. a they've made a Pokemon movie, and hopefully, but they definitely made a trailer that I'm just like, yeah, I'm in. I get, get really hyped for movies, you know, um, yeah. and they're usually like one off odd things, like the the re- the revamp of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Turtles. I thought looked great, and Out of the Shadows, like in terms of the way it looked. Now, did it turn out that good? Not so much, but. When you see these and it, you get hyped for something new that you didn't know you wanted as bad as you did, but then seeing that they're doing it right. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for bringing up Mr. Mime in the sewer like uh, like Pennywise, Pennywise from It. I'm so on board with this movie, and I'm oh excited. God. So let's yeah. go down the list of trailers here. Um, so there's Detective Pikachu. Also, Psyduck looks dope, I just yeah. have to say. Just the fact that they have Psyduck. As a side character, as a secondary character, I'm like, you guys are, you guys have been thinking this through. You guys yeah. have obviously been thinking this through. We got a second trailer for Dumbo. Yes. This, this. We got the expanded trailer beyond yeah. the. Teaser well, the first trailer. one was just like a super teaser. This yeah. one's like pretty, pretty, you know, like uh, spot on. Directed by Tim Burton. I wonder if this is going too dark. I can't help but wonder if it's gonna go too dark. Now, to be fair, Dumbo was dark to begin with. True. The subject matter of Dumbo, the cartoon, yes, was was dark. And I think there's yeah. a reason that he's been picked. Uh, Tim yeah. Burton was picked to direct this too, is for him to go. You know, can you make this the same amount of colorful as well as yeah, you know, um, happy for whatever reason. I'll tell you, of all the Disney movies of my childhood, mm-hmm. Dumbo probably screwed me up the most. I could see that too. That's yeah. a kid being ripped away from his mother. Yep. To be exploited by adults. Just this trailer makes me cry. Like it makes me want to cry every time I watch this trailer, and I've seen yeah. it several times. I saw it in the theater, made me want to cry. Watching it just now before the show made yeah. me want to cry. And plus, I I mean, elephants are fucking adorable. They really I are. don't know how you cannot empathize uh-huh. with, with an elephant, especially when they when he has that clown makeup. Yeah. And I, mean, his and I'm like, oh I my mean, God. because of his giant ears, they treat mm-hmm. him like a freak. Yeah. And it's. I wonder if it's going to be another Christopher Robin where it's just like, you know, you love these characters, but what's happening is so dark that it's hard to enjoy the journey yeah. because you're just spending most of it in, in anguish being like, dang, yeah. this sucks for the poor baby. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. Oh man! But it, I mean, I, he's know, a baby, and he gets drunk midway through. <laughs> that too. And then that he too. has drunken hallucinations that scare the shit out of a young rich when he's six <laughs> years old, watching the animated movie. Yes. Oh God! There they're portraying yep. the pink elephants. Yeah. Fuck yes, you, right Tim Burton. In the, in, the, in the bubbles. Yeah. Well, of course they are. But I don't know that he'll get drunk though. We'll see. 
No, he's going to take MDMA and just roll around and everything's going to feel amazing. <laughs> and then he's going to see pink elephants and he's going to have a bad trip. And they might. Well, I mean, they didn't mean to. He didn't. They didn't mean to get him drunk. No. I mean, a yeah. bottle of champagne yeah. from the celebration fell into his water bucket. And he drank a bunch of water that was loaded with champagne and, and got boom. drunk. Yep. That's how it's it happened in the. Slammer. Yeah. Okay. And he wakes up with a bunch of slightly racist crows. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> doesn't doesn't play off that uh, well. Ra- racistly portray- portrayed. Yeah, yeah. They, crows, they weren't not racist. They weren't necessarily they weren't racist, racist crows. They were, they were just portrayed offensively. <laughs> possibly. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm like not, Song of the South, offensively. I, yeah, that level. <laughs> Anyways, um, because for some reason, whatever conversations they were having came out of Jungle Book. Wow, these monkeys were the Beatles. What if we make these crows black people? (laughs) (laughs) And no one thought to go, maybe that's a bad idea. To be fair, Jim Crow laws were still on the books. Yes. So. Jesus Christ, I can't even. I can't even. All right, um, another trailer. (sighs) Once Upon a Deadpool. (laughs) I love your work it up. <laughs> Fred Savage, are you guys sold yet? Because you guys were skeptical when I was talking about this earlier. You guys oh were yeah, I'm going definitely, like, eh. I'm definitely sold on and it. And it's now. like, yeah, right. Um, just seeing the the potential for, it. and also the fact that Fred Savage is firing back just as hard. Yeah. About now, this. Now the thing I I'm a little bothered by. I don't know if we can bring up any of the stills of uh, f- the image of Fred in bed. Just the fact that it copies. No, where he's. No, it shows behind his headboard. I didn't see the shelf it. on his headboard. Yeah. What? Is okay, it? there is a Stretch Armstrong. There it is. Yes. Yep. Oh, there. No, to the right of him. Or, yeah. Yeah. What about screen it? right? There. Those two are Masters of the Universe figures. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> they were in the original movie. Were they? Now, oh the thing gosh. was, was that behind his headboard, on the shelf behind his head, there was He-Man and uh, another hero, but now they're villain figures. Those are two villain figures. Oh, really? Yes. Dude, it's Which what, is pretty funny. And it takes the time and thought to yeah. do these things the way they do. I love it. Yeah. That's some top-notch stuff. Yeah. Fans of Masters of the Universe definitely picked that out of The Princess Bride when they first saw it. I'd be down to watch this in yeah. theaters. Oh, absolutely. Again, because, I mean, I didn't, you know, I only watched the first one a little bit. Like, well, no, or the second one. I only watched the second one once and to yeah. go back and watch it again in, you know, a different way. I want them to be rewarded for doing this for us, and I want to give them my money to see it. Yeah, absolutely. Which is why I'm strongly considering Well, anytime, anytime Ryan Reynolds is in that red suit, he's going to have my money. Yeah. That's, that's just how it is. <laughs> I mean. Oh, PG thirteen. As much Deadpool. as I love Deadpool, you know, and I, I can't imagine anyone else in that red suit. Right. And it seems like, it seems like he's making good for X Men Origins Wolverine. That's that it. portrayal of Deadpool uh-huh. because the beginning of that, I was just like, oh my god, he's Deadpool and he's doing awesome. This is gonna be amazing. I can't wait. And then. Uh-huh. The end of the movie comes, and you're the like, the end of the movie comes, and I'm like, his why mouth, would they do that ever it, to Deadpool? His mouth is sealed shut. His mouth There's, is sealed 
shut. The merc with a fucking mouth has his mouth sealed shut. 80% of Deadpool's appeal goes away the minute his mouth is sealed shut. It's just, yeah. And oh. then the last 20% goes away when he's not in a red suit. Oh. <laughs> Wearing a cowboy hat. I can't. I, I can't. I, just, I, just, I can't. Uh. I can't. Anyways, let's not get on to that because yeah. we, uh, the rest of the episode will be that. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm really glad that the Toy Story 4 teaser came out because I've actually taken Toy Story 4 off of the news docket a couple of times. Because I just figured we were getting a poster, we were getting a trailer eventually. We actually got two trailers all at once. Um, one with Key and Peele yeah. as Carnival toys, and then um, which was a pretty <laughs> awesome trailer. And then uh, two I Infinity. Didn't see that trailer. Oh yet. man, you need to watch this one when we're finished here. Two Infinity and your mom. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then they, the yeah, Woody and, and Buzz walk on. They're like, they're like, so, no, it's two Infinity and beyond. Well, and then they laugh. It's yeah. so funny. It's so yeah, worth. I'll, I'll have to check it out. I, I'm so, excited to check it out. Yeah. Now, based on the teaser trailer that I did see. Yeah. Exactly. So, the deal with Toy Story Four is that I don't know if I'm going to be able to emotionally handle this movie because, yeah. from the sound of it, and this is all the the noise things, uh, all the news stories I've been hearing about it is that first of all, um, Toy Story Four is going to go over the disappearance of Bo Peep. From Toy Story three, don't get distracted by the pictures. You're scrolling too much through pictures, Brian. Calm down. No, no, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm like. So Toy Story. I, I was playing Toy Story three in my head, and I was like, Yeah, it was a yeah, rough she ride. She was replaced by Barbie. Yeah, she was. Toy Story three was also an incredibly rough ride, as far as the story is concerned. Yeah, like in terms of like trying to make us cry, and it worked. Now, yeah. Toy Story four. I've read two things. First of all, that Tim Allen w- couldn't even get through his last lines. And that Tom Hanks couldn't look his directors in the eyes while he was recording his lines. Just too powerful, too emotional, or too just is not faithful to the character. Oh I'm no, they're not. They're not going to ruin Toy Story Four. Okay. I think it was more of a like this is so emotional, whether it be because the characters are doing extreme things, or I wonder if Woody goes to some fucking extremes. In this movie, because it sounds like Tom Hanks might have been being such a gigantic dick as Woody for whatever reason, whatever the thing is. And that, you know, like if Tim Allen was participating in like, you know, witnessing these things, like a decision that Woody makes as a leader that might have something to do with him, like even sacrificing Bo Peep. I don't know, because it's obviously going to be handled in flashbacks of some kind or Bo Peep's going to come back and it's going to uncover something that Woody did that was like wrong. So... I don't know to what extent they're they're going with this, but it sounds like it's going to be just as emotional, if not worse, to handle. <laughs> that that's an interesting idea of toys. That this might actually be more of a Ditlin Daniel Met Rich type conversation, but the the toys might mirror the personality of the child playing with them. And so, like, say that we both had Buzz Lightyear's Mm -hmm. action figures as kids. And, you know, when we weren't seeing each other, we were playing with our Buzz Lightyear. The personality of my Buzz Lightyear might be entirely different than the personality of your Buzz Lightyear based on how we played with them and the adventures we put them through and everything. Yeah. So maybe this new girl 
that Andy gave his toys to has changed their dynamic. Yeah. Maybe the cowboy's the bad guy. Maybe the space guy's the bad guy. Yeah, exactly. And does that start changing their personality to mirror hers because of the way she plays with them? Yeah. Which would be like, you know, a great way. And you know when they make these movies that they like, they they're having these conversations when they oh, get yeah. into a room and they go, you know, they get into a room and they sit there for eight hours and go, what's going to make this over the top? What right. is it about playing with these toys that are going to cause these characters as the toys to make the decisions that they're going to make? And how does that cause for a compelling story that will make people feel emotions? Right. So, I mean, that's a good pitch for, you know, if it's not Toy Story 4, we could do that for Toy Story 5 and it would right. be legit. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I really like the idea that we saw in this new teaser they're integrating, integrating the, I thought it was Sporky. Forky, they're calling him Forky. They're calling him Forky, yeah. he, despite the fact that he is obviously it, uh, a spork. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, the idea that they're bringing in handmade toys. These are, this is a toy that was obviously made by somebody. Yeah. Definitely. I and, you know, just maybe made it at a kid's party, you yeah, know, yeah, said, definitely. hey, here's some cutlery and some pipe cleaner and mm-hmm. it's like, know, I'm googly not a eyes. Toy. <laughs> but, you know, the stuff you make yourself, you can love just as much as the toy that you got for Christmas. It's true. It's and insane. so it, it's so, insane to see and watch. And those toys inevitably never last as long as the $30 action figure Nope. So. So, yeah, it'll be fun to see how that all plays out. But it's a it's a creative, you know, spin. It's one of those cool new added things. that's like, okay, they're on their A game because they aren't just giving us all the same characters again, just doing stupid shit. This isn't, you know, this is Pixar. This isn't a straight to DVD sequel. They're going to give us some quality because they want this to sell well in the theaters. They want us to go see this in the theater and they know what they have to do to get us to do that. Scroll up and uh, top left right now. In the middle, that one. Yep, click that. That's the last story. He's bowing um, his hat. He's bowing his hat. Tipping his hat. I can't help but feel like this is actually going to be the last Toy Story. Well, it's definitely going to be the last one with Woody, I would say. Yeah. It looks Which like it, it's nothing without Woody, then. <laughs> like that's the that's the next issue is that that cowboy spaceman dynamic too. Well, it's the toys of it's the toys of yesterday meeting the toys of today. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, how do I play with my metal Tonka trucks that my dad played with when he was a kid and yes. pe- marry him with my Masters of the Universe action figures? Yeah, I did. I was a kid. I loved it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the dump truck for Tonka that was made of metal and this thing, you know, if you ran it into your sister's leg, it would snap her ankle. Yeah. You know, the did you toys in the 50s. <laughs> yeah, this sounds man. like a story you know firsthand very well. <laughs> My sister is very fragile to begin <laughs> Just with. Okay. Oh Duly noted. Weak ankles. Weak ankles. I might have been res- I might have been indirectly responsible for a few of her broken bones. This is what happens when you have siblings, though. I might be directly responsible for a few of them, too. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Mel. I love you. <laughs> I am so sorry. The handlebars thing was not my fault, though. No. <laughs> At all. It was, I was complete bystander for that one. It wasn't. It I wasn't love his you, fault. Anyway. I need to. 
I'm gonna write this down. Handle, but I mean that was kind of. I want to hear this in when Daniel <laughs> met Rich when we record it in about two seconds. <laughs> Handlebars. So, um. Anyway, but you know that was what the first Toy Story toys. was. Was that you know we inherited toys from our parents, mm-hmm. and then we got our new toys, which were obviously of a very different era. Yeah, and a very different subject matter, but. We married them together and played with them all the same. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's what the whole first one was about, was Woody feeling outdated and Buzz being the new fresh thing and Buzz coming to terms with the fact that he's a children's toy as opposed to taking himself ultra seriously. But then as the story progressed and inevitably, you know, what even was Toy Story 2 about? Oh, Collector's. Yeah, collectors, yep, because Woody's stolen. Yeah, by a collector who's trying to have a complete set for a museum. Yep. Japanese museum. That's so Americana. It's true. And he, uh, uh, I just wonder if, you know, and you're talking about these roles of them, like, discovering their identities as, you know, toys when they mm-hmm. come out, and they think that, like, because Buzz Lightyear was, like, convinced he was a spaceman. Yeah. That everyone around him was an alien. Um. If there was a, a Toy Story 5 and the roles they played, would it be interesting to see a new toy and Buzz in the role of the of the, the yeah, toy. yeah, yeah, of the old toy who knows these things are happening? And then, well, what is the new kid's toy, really? It'd be just another thing, you know what I mean? Because I mean, the first like, thing that pops into my head is an iPad. I mean, yeah, that too, which would be an interesting. Imagine, really. imagine toys playing, Man. trying to activate a touch screen. Yeah, that too. And it's like this is holding all of the kids' attention, right? And we can't interact with it at all. Imagine the etch a sketch getting thrown away oh, because yeah. the iPad exists. Yeah. Holy oh, moly, geez. this is getting dark. Oh man, ah. this, uh, there's so many avenues, but you know what? Pixar knows what they're doing. They really do. Okay, if they need money, they can knock out a quick Cars movie. <laughs> they can take the time so to focus on these other projects. I mean, they don't have to rush them. No. <laughs> they rushed Good Dinosaur, and look what happened there. Oh yeah, ain't that the truth? And the good dinosaur and his human dog. Yeah. I digress. There was one more trailer. Yeah. Um that that came out. It was actually yesterday that it came out. Um it was a trailer for the live action Lion King movie. I haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen it yet? I have not seen it oh, yet. Okay. That's okay. I mean, I guess we can watch it. I can't promise the reaction you're going to get out of me after we watch it. I can't I can't. Sure, let's watch it now. Yeah, why not? Why don't we just go to the first one on YouTube, though, the top story. Yeah, I'm on board. I haven't been on board for for one of these CGI, non-animated redos of a Disney movie yet. I still haven't seen Jungle Book or... I think the only one I watched was Beauty and the Beast, and that was a complete abortion, so... Um, But yeah, I got chills seeing Simba being raised up and Mm -hmm. all the... Mm -hmm. The animals of the pride lands oh. bowing. Sun chills up my spine. It's good stuff. That's good. I'm glad you liked it. You on board? Hmm? Well, there's like a way that it makes me feel that like I, uh, it also made me feel the first time I watched it. And I felt it just the exact same way the second time I watched it. And it makes me feel like, like my childhood is coming back in supreme form. And I'm just like, I think it's like if what happened in my head 
is is like this. It's like in real life. And it's got everyone in it, and even Featuring Beyonce. Beyonce is okay. Um, I can do like, without the Beyonce. It makes me feel so like goosebumps. Yeah, yeah. To have that and see that back, and it's like it might not be like strictly live action. It's kind of weird because out of all these remakes that we're getting, a lot of them can be half CGI, half live action. Yeah. Right, half animated, half live action. Are you? As I think I sent Zelda into a catastrophic you did. sneezel. You, you did. You made uh, my you excitement. made Zelda very excited. She's hyperventilating. She's, that's what Zelda does. I rubbed off on her from the Lion King and how it made me feel. Um, She'll calm down in a second. There she goes. There we go. That was cool. Okay. If the, if her cage was open, I was about to Simba her, but I didn't want to take the time Simba. to open it. Um, as it stands, I'm 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 very okay with. And the voice cast and everything behind it. I just, I'm looking forward to the ways it's going to change as well. Because John Favreau does not do us wrong. No, he doesn't. In any capacity. He's the one who took uh, Iron Man yeah. and made the Marvel Cinematic Universe what it is. Yeah, pretty basically. much. He, <laughs> like, he pretty much set the tone for the MCU. Yeah. And, yeah, so. Not that we can't give the producer of the whole thing. Uh, his, you know. Oh uh, no, uh, he uh, kept it together. Uh, he yeah, kept exactly. it on, yeah, Kevin on point, like there. But yeah, just the fact that John Favreau is behind this, on top of the fact that he's actually the the main producer director of the TV show too, uh, The Mandalorian. Yeah, they're giving him things because they are so confident with his vision and the fact that the Lion King is almost over. Like yeah. I'm sure because it's coming out next year and it's CG. I'm sure that with the full the the. The vision has been fully realized, just not finished at this point, I'm sure. But they'll finish before it comes out, obviously, and that's in what? It said June or July. June or July. Yeah. Next year, summer next year when it comes out. And, I mean, this is going to blow the box office wide open, and I don't – it can't go wrong. It just can't go wrong, not with that cast. Yeah. Not with the way it looks. Yeah. And uh, give us more Lion King. Yeah. (laughs) Just give us more Lion King. Give us Seth Rogen as Pumbaa. Yeah. Give us, give us uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor as uh, Scar. So down. He's so Scar. Down. He's Scar, dude. Oh, holy I know. Shit. I know. And it's just kind of like you see it from the outside's perspective, and you're just kind of like Chiwetel uh, Ejiofor. I don't know. He was the operative in Serenity. I don't know if you're familiar with. Yeah, that's that's okay. actually the best way for him to. Okay. He was also uh, in Doctor Strange as well, but yeah. most importantly, Twelve Years a Slave. Haven't seen that. That's pretty good. But it's Brian and I are on the same wavelength. So, so. astonishing. Like, I couldn't, because initially it's just kind of like, who do I really want to be Scar that's not Jeremy Irons? Because you see this and you're like, well, how much of the original cast are we going to get? And practically none. Um, there's no one could do well, Mufasa Vader's except for there. Dave Earl Jones. Yeah. But yeah. I couldn't, I don't think I could have picked anyone better for Scar as it stands, or Pumbaa, or Timon, for that matter. I don't remember the name of the guy who plays Timon, but we'll look Isn't at a clip in between shows. No. 
Who's he? I think is he Rafiki? I think they're cutting down. No, he's not. Um, the guy who plays um the guy who plays uh, Black Panther's dad, the Dead King guy. Yeah. He plays Rafiki. Really? Um, Timon. Type in Timon so you can see him. We'll watch a clip after. Um, Cast. and yeah, we'll we'll watch a clip after because if you haven't watched Parks and Rec, you probably haven't seen him. But oh man, he is perfect for Timon as well. The people that they picked, uh, Billy Eichner, that's his name. We'll watch okay. a clip in between shows. But yeah, no, I'm ready. I'm so ready for this movie. Nala, no, Beyonce is Nala. Yeah. Uh, John see. Oliver is Zazu. You know, Kamari. Um, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Keegan Michael Key is one of the is an hyenas. unhinged hysterical hyena. Okay. No, they do have three. But they have different names. Oh no, they don't. Shenzi, Azizi, and Kamari. They have yeah, different names. They don't, so have, they don't Ed. have Ed. They don't have. Well, they want strictly. Oh, replaces Bonsai and Ed. Okay, because those names. I mean, are they strictly African? It's interesting. But I'm okay with Ed. it because they want to go strictly, and they have a practically all African American cast, which is good. It's yeah. good. Alfred Woodard as Sarabi too. Yeah. They mean business, and I love it. I just I'm gonna miss Jeremy Irons. I I must admit. Me too. But you know things move on to get better. There's a British timber. Right, but then we get sounds so threatening. Time time moves on and we get Jeremy Irons as old Ozymandias. You know, like the the way the the way the world turns. I think is fine. fine. Well, and (laughs) to be fair, I am fairly in love with Chiwetel Ejiofor's performances and pretty much anything he's in. I love that guy. Yes. As an actor, I, I completely like J.D. McCrary as young Simba. I completely fell in love with him as uh, the operative in Serenity. Yes. So yeah, he was good. When I when I saw him in Serenity, I was just like, was, oh my god, I oh, want to see everything like, this guy is in. Like, yeah. Cool. All right. So yeah, there's that, and it's there. Yeah. Let's get some minor news out of the way and be done with this episode. Um, which I mean, it, it's you know. Have all you the ever Simba to chick? By the way. Oh yes. Okay. No, not really. But that's no. funny. Yeah, that's Brian. You'll you'll look forward to this. You know, when you're when you've got the girls' business on your hands after some activity, you go up and you put your thumb over her forehead and go Simba. Yeah. Yeah, a couple yeah. times. Um, not too often with the. I'm, we are <laughs> earning the explicit label on this one. <laughs> we have to sneak it in there. So, Simba. crimes did not fare. Why are you going? <laughs> um. So, crimes of Grindelwald did not fare well in the box office. Really? It did not meet projections. What? It did not meet projections. How? Uh, because of the way it was critically received, as one of the larger um ideas behind it. Because, I mean, just a lot of people weren't, I don't know, yeah, because of the way it was critically received. I mean, people are shitting on it uh, and questioning it, you know, calling things out. There are some things, like I saw people kind of complaining about the continuity of Minerva McGonagall because she should not have been in the movie. Um, Spoiler alert, I apologize, that's so minor anyway. She's in there for a very brief second, but she should not have been there, let alone as old as she was. Um, So... Disgruntled Her age fans. is never explicitly stated. 
It is, though. <laughs> like, in Pottermore and um, actually in the books in, like, slight passing talking about things. And I saw it in the article and the reasoning behind it. But it's, like, it's more of a thing of let's not have this conversation. Who cares? Where I want to go with this is that if this isn't what people were expecting or wanted, are we going to get five movies or are they going to shorten it now? Because I think they're barely going to make back their budget on this. And frankly, I would prefer three movies instead of five. But that's just me. I could see them fitting the rest of it into an extra movie with as much, you know, bullcrap backstory as we got with Lita Lestrange. Um, and then Creedence. So we have to be careful with spoilers as well. Well, which we won't say, folks, but... <laughs> well, we knew it was going to be ridiculous padded anyway going yeah. in. And we knew that it was still going to be establishing story, so there yes. was still going to be a fair amount of exposition and everything. I mean, when you say this is movie two of five, mm-hmm. this is to be expected. Yes, very much so. But how are the rest of the movies not going to be as ridiculously padded as this one was? Especially when they had so much to offer, because we get a lot in this movie. We yeah. really do. We get a lot. Yeah. But like, absolutely. Especially, but the, I know. mean, in a in a five part, the the third one has to be the turn. Yeah. So that you know, right now we're still getting the pledge. I mm-hmm. mean, as mm-hmm. far you know, to call back to the prestige and the three parts of a magic trick. You know, the first one and this one is still the pledge. Yeah. This is what's defining everything yes. for us. Yes. Okay. And the next movie is going to be the turn. It's It's got to be the turn. And that's mm-hmm. where everything just gets upended. Yeah. And then, you know, everything that has been determined is just kind of, you know what? You might have been wrong about this. <laughs> and then, you know, the fourth movie is going to be the aftermath of that turn and then the fifth movie is going to be the prestige yes and that's where it all pays off and that's where we get everything we expect right i just can't help but feel like one and two could have potentially been smushed into one movie and the way they're stretching this out right maybe three and four could potentially be smushed into one movie and then five could have been smushed into one movie right i i do not see just the fact that they have not met financial goals i do not see five movies Maybe four. At the very least, I think they're going to take it down to four. Now, perhaps. The way are gone. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, there's no way to tell. But it's a, it's, it's almost unfortunate. But at the same time, I, on, I can honestly say that I can't take three more Crimes of Grindelwalds. Okay. I really can't. If I saw another one of these movies, it was another Crimes of Grindelwald. I would just kind of be like, okay, maybe I'll start waiting for a red box until the fifth one hits theaters, and then I'll go see it because it's the last. Then I'll get my closure you know. what you got brian so coming from my position i didn't see the first movie i didn't see the first movie mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. so this was like a first movie for me nice it was yeah. a small introduction to everything cool. the first movie then this one was just another story mm-hmm. so it's just it's like rich said this is still the build to it this is still the building blocks yeah. of the foundation Mm-hmm. So yeah, I maybe can, it took you know. the first two movies. Yeah, and maybe yeah. it took the first two movies for a foundation. Yeah, yeah. too. 
And that's that could definitely be the case. It is on. I am talking into it. I can hear myself. Mike is here. We're we're fine. <laughs> don't worry. I'm like I don't see. It. We're always so close to into, into our mics. My so mic's a little different, so we're good. Anyways, you don't have to address it every time I look either. So, <laughs> anyways, I think that we could do with less movies. I would be kind of okay with that, but who knows? Who knows? And there's always international markets that will get, make their movie back for them. Right. General Mills wants a monster movie based on their monster serials. Fuck you, General Mills. Moving on. Uh, Count Chocula <laughs> versus Booberry. <laughs> it's so stupid. They just see the success of Hotel Transylvania from afar, and they're like, "We need to, we need to cash in on this." Kinda, they yeah. don't care if the movie is good. No. Is that you or Athena? That's me. Jesus, that was a bad. We need to eat more phyla. 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 Jesus fucking Christ. I could not tell the difference between you or Athena on that one, and that's a defining. Um, Should I bring the candle bring closer? Bring it closer. Go get okay. it and bring it closer. Um, yeah, General Mills, it's a, it's a cash grab, just plain and simple. If they want if they want to make monster movies about their Count Chocula, nothing will be as good as Hotel Transylvania 1, yeah, 2, and 3. It's, it's never going to be Nice try. We see, we see that you guys see those movies and that you want to yeah. cash in on it. General Mills, go fuck yourself. Just make it straight to DVD, like I'm sure it's going to end up being. Get your little mm-hmm. cash grab. Maybe Netflix will buy it and distribute for you. Maybe. Um, maybe. But outside of that, don't waste your time. Even I, I don't I know. I don't think you're even. I don't think this you'd even stupid. raise the sales on the boxes if you put the DVD inside the cereal. It's so true. <laughs> so true. <laughs> now, I, I want to focus on this because it's kind of like the last thing. I really like that this is happening because we talk about video game movies a bunch. Now, Detective Pikachu is well on its way to being the best video game movie ever made. Yep. I can't. I can't see it being better than a seven, just because it is. It's. It's. You know. Um. Its own thing, and it's going to be wonderful to be watching those things. Oh, that's not on my list either. Um. <laughs> we can go to that at the end. Um. But Scott Cawthon, Cawthon, the maker of that C A F T H. Uh. O N. The creator of Five Nights at Freddy's. Okay. Uh. Has given the rights to Blumhouse Horror and Christopher Columbus to make a Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Okay. And I saw an article that made me really happy, which was that Scott Cawthon is being giving, um, given kind of some say over the movie and that they greenlit it and they wrapped it up and they gave over a, a little uh, a script and the creator of Five Nights at Freddy's threw it out. Really? Yep. He said, "Nope. This isn't. This isn't it. This isn't matching the vision. This isn't. If you want to make this about the game, then do it right. And this is not the way you do it. Okay. So there's two ways. To, there's two kind of mindsets I have over this. Okay. The first of which is that who is he to say he makes video games, not movies, right? right? And at that, he makes video games that have very subliminal stories, things you have to figure out and deduct by pawing through the story. Okay. Like, can you stop scrolling, Brian? It's distracting me. No, no, it's not distracting. Well, I don't know if so you're you've got, I'm not. I'm trying to. That's, I'm following your thread. Exactly. So you've got the uh, uh, the game designer who's saying this doesn't match the game, but a film is not a game. 
Right. You know what I mean? A game is not a film. So how do we know that they, you know, that Scott Coffin isn't going, well, this isn't like a video game, but it's a, it's supposed to be a movie. I trust Chris Columbus a lot yeah. with everything he does. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, in terms, He of arguably that, made the best Harry Potter movies. He did. I mean, the first two, which were very good. He made the Paddington Bears, which were also very good. Mm-hmm. And for someone who consistently makes good movies, and directors have the ultimate say in these matters, yeah. who's to say that, you know, a Five Nights at Freddy movies wouldn't come out? Because the game consists of you surviving the night, not getting jump scared. That is all that is. That is all that game is. Surviving the night, not getting jump scared. There's a little bit of backstory in between each, and you have to dissect and figure out what happened past that. And some people get really into it. Some people can't get past the third night like me <laughs> because it is just too scary, and that game is the most stressful thing I've encountered in my life. <laughs> and then there's some people that won't even bother to download it because those creepy-ass puppets. Yep. Just scared the pants off you from jump. Thank you, Brian. When we have to do a let's play, I'm gonna play it because I don't even. I'm not even gonna ask you to do it. Okay. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna ask you because it's not. You know, it's not first person per se as much as like, it's really old school and simple in the way that you just move around a bunch. Um, okay. You look at screens. So and it's then almost when the like comes mist down. Something might be there. Okay, so it's like mist with jump scares. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> and that's all it took. Yeah. That's all it took. Yeah. So they're puppets with glass eyes, dude. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Nope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, no, that's where it's kind of a thing. But I'm kind of glad that, that, that he has has say, but then does it become another Bioshock where the creator of Bioshock, Ken Levine, said, well, if you aren't going to give me a budget for an R-rated movie, then don't do it. Just don't. He canned the whole movie. He was like, "Don't if you can't do it right, don't do it at all." Right, which is basically what Scott Coffin is doing. I hope they see the potential in this with as much marketing as they do to these children. These children who have—I mean, these are games so scary, adults won't play them, and mm. they market to children. Kids wear shirts and outfits of these scary characters all the time. Yeah, it's insane. I it's see insane. the Five Nights at Freddy's merchandise at Hot Topic all the time, mm-hmm. and um, I I look at that and I'm like. Well, that looks creepy as shit. I don't know what type of game this is, but I'm not on board. And, you know, after seeing this for a while, then one time I'm in there with the wife and I comment on it. And she was like, oh, yeah, Sarah told me it's a horror game. And I was like, "Okay, yeah. Yeah. And I was completely well founded in my assessment of this. Yes. And we don't need to play it. Not once, not ever. Cool. Please don't. Here's to hoping that the the movie is good. You know, at least the movie you can go through and it's not as like a endeavor. Because by golly, I can't, man, I can't, I can't barely play that game. I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll be like, okay, I'll try it. And then I'll start it up. And even before I get jump scared, I'll be like, this is too much. I can't, Uh, I cannot do this. Well, from, based on the things you're saying here and everything, it sounds like they're trying to develop motivations for these characters doing these things as you know plot device they're kind of. looking to drive a story so they're trying to come up with motivations for these characters and the game isn't necessarily explicit yeah in those motivations yeah so the only feasibly the only person that knows the motivations of these characters is that game creator yes or the developer yes and so he left it open-ended for a reason, mm-hmm. and 
anybody that's presenting something to him, he's just kind of like, nope, you don't get it. You're out. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, chances are we're not going to get a Five Nights at Freddy's movie then. Yeah, exactly. Because you can't, I mean, you can't strangle it so hard. Sometimes you have to let it go. Sometimes you have to meet in the middle. But, you know, it's scary again to see that we might not get it. But, you know, if, if. Blumhouse and Christopher Columbus can respect his opinion where he goes, this will not be respected by my fans. Mm-hmm. And they will go, okay, let's have a conversation about that then. And how do we make it respected by the fans? And if ultimately they ca- they get to this decision where they're like, yo, Scott, we either need to reach a settlement or there won't be a movie. Just plain and simple. Yeah. You know? I mean, why doesn't, why don't they just go on to like Five Nights at Freddy's forums and look at threads of what fans think yeah. is the motivations like of these characters yeah. Yeah. and have the game developer read these threads and be like, pick your top three. Exactly. Pick I your mean, top three. <laughs> we'll look at those threads. And from there, this, we will develop the movie. This movie has so much potential because, I mean, I mean, I remember playing my game. And the point of the game is that, you know, every time you you're a security guard with a limited amount of battery power. And when you look at your screen, you're losing power. OK, but. You'll hear the animatronics getting up and moving around. Oh fuck that noise! Mm-mm. Keeping your door shut wastes the power. You can, if you keep them both shut all the time, you'll eventually lose power. And then you get to wait and see if one of them gets to you before the night is over. You have to survive five nights of this, right? So I'm playing, and they got me a couple of times where I'm just like putting it up, and I'm like, "Oh great, where is he?" And every time you pull it up and you look at a different room, they might have moved. You put it up, you're like, I'm going to make sure that the duck is still there. <laughs> Duck's not there. Oh, gosh. Change a camera. They're in the hallway next to you. No, you're like, buddy. nope. But you forgot to check on Freddy while he was there. And then when you put it down, Freddy's sitting outside of the window looking at you Jesus. on the left. So you can choose to shut this door or the door that Ducky is potentially about to be at <laughs> with your limited resources. Stressful. <sighs> now... I get to night three. There is one room with a curtain that's partially shut. Okay. That is Foxy's room. And the curtain is shut, and you can kind of see a face in there. And you check the... I'm checking through, and I'm just kind of like looking through all the rooms, and I'm like, whatever. And then I shut it, and... (laughs) I'm going through the rooms on the third night, and then out of nowhere, the curtain is open. Mm-hmm. Nothing is there, and I hear, like, this sniggering, like, ah, and I switch. Now, keep in mind, when you change these things, this is an old-school-style game in which that it is, like, a very small file, and when you change it, they'll just be standing there. It's It's largely images and some small animations. So, in the hallway, if Ducky's there, I see Ducky standing in the hallway. I check here, Freddy's standing in the hallway. I'm going through... Curtains open. I'm like, what the fuck? I go to this, and Foxy is hauling ass. Oh, Jesus. Down, like, hauling ass. He is coming to fucking get me. And I'm like, shit, shit, shit. And I get out, and I try to close the door in time. I did not make it in time, and he gets into the room, and that's it. So if they get to you, it's game over. Yes. Sometimes. Can you flee them? Sometimes you have it down. No, you can't flee them because you, if you don't close them out, that's it. And then sometimes you're like looking up, like, oh, God, where are they? You put it down. Right in your face. So it's a scream. scary. Um, you can't red even... light, green light. <laughs> yep. Uh, kind of. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. 
with multiple red light, green lights that you have to manage. And you can only red light and green light so many times until you run out. This is why the game is stressful. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Let yep. alone the jump scares that come hand in hand with, and you will fail multiple times on your way to trying to beat this. So. Yep. No. Now keep in mind, no. this is just the first game. Oh my God. There are several of these games. Why? Up to four. Just the first three are pretty central. But the second one, you have to start crawling around in vents and peeking around to see where things are. In the fourth game, you're actually like a child in a bedroom. And uh, your dad fixes animatronics, and he got a weird one. Oh, no. Something like that. And so you have to check the closet. You have to check the door. You have to check the window. But you're mainly sitting on your bed. Sometimes you can look underneath your bed. These games are messed up. <laughs> messed up. And this guy has made a fortune putting in. He's released one a year. Oh, wow. He's going at the speed of light with these things. So Jeez. Maybe two or three a year. I don't know. but like. Oh, and this is an indie game. This is an indie game, yeah. Nice. <laughs> He's... You know what? More power to the indie exactly. developers. The people Just, who can do it. Yeah. Speaking of which, to close out the show, we're going to be at Indie Game Expo on December 15th. I don't know where yet. We will talk about it on Facebook, but we've got the email. It is official. It is yes. confirmed. We are going to be there. They're going to give us a booth. We're going to be there. If they will let us do a panel, we'll do a panel. That is yet to be seen. Um, but Programming is still up in the air. Yes. If you want to come meet us, this is the time and place to do yes. it. We'll be there. We might or might not be recording a show live no matter what, whether it's a panel or whether we're at a booth. We might record a show. We might have a mic open for you to sit down and tell us what indie games you might or might not like. Or if you're an indie game developer, a little bit about your game. Yes. So. Yes. This is happening. This is for real. It is. We're going to be in a place with people. Yeah. That matter to yeah. us. It's insane. We're taking it out of the den of bricks, and we're putting it in front of people. Yeah. This is exciting. It is. This is for real. It is. I might have to bring some Legos with me just to feel comfortable. <laughs> I'm not comfortable unless I'm surrounded by my bricks. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, we will have our brick stands. We will have our brick stands. No matter what, yes. we'll be able to do this. So we hope to see you guys there. Yes, at definitely. At the Denver Indie Game Expo 2018 on yes. December 15th, wherever that is. Go find it on Facebook and like it. Yep. Share it. Be like, yo, this is a cool thing. Because everyone I've told about it has gone, Indie Game Expo, what? And now I know specifically one person from uh, my third job who's right. going to take time off. He's going to request that day off just because he wants to come play Indie Games now. Nice. Yep. So that's all for today, folks. This You're is welcome, the Nerd Indie Archive. Games Expo. Uh, yes. <laughs> boosting your exposure. <laughs> that is what we're here to do, though. We're boosting yeah. each other's exposure. Absolutely. Uh, we all grow through exposure. I turned off the microphone to the. Nice. I didn't turn it off. I turned away from it. And, uh, thanks, He's folks. Cyber. I'm Daniel. I'm Rich. Uh, catch us next time. Like and subscribe. Find us everywhere. Yeah. Good day. Good day, sir. <laughs>